for the TMBC Network. Welcome to Bad Audiobooks, a parody brought to you by our Hoovervillian patrons on Patreon. I'm your host, Nick Masbanian, along with my co-host, Cam Heidelman. Thank you so much for joining us about our show about uh, good books read badly. So, uh, Nick, what's coming off the shelf today? We are continuing through the harrowing tale of the Grapes of Wrath that is known as the Hardy Boys <laughs> and the Tower Treasure. Written by a non-existent person, Franklin W. Dixon. Dickleton. Franklin D- Dickleton. That's he, his name now. He is Dickless because he's also... Not a real person. Non-corporeal. <laughs> <laughs> not not a, not a thing. He is an amalgamation of uh, editors and writers. Uh, but yeah, um, we're on page ninety-seven of our. Well, what kind of copy is this? Uh, do I? I haven't mentioned that in a while. Um, I we do haven't. That. But uh, Applewood yeah. Books. Okay, no, sure. No. Mystery stories. Simon and Schuster Inc. But originally commented. I, I'm sure there's been dozens of publishers of this. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, uh, we're on a red hardcover of the original printing i just noticed the not picture the, it's not a first edition i just it's... noticed the picture in the front of this book what there's a hand-drawn picture what and it's it? totally of the hardy boys at that time and the old dude uh heard uh appleton you're making this up no i'm not and he's talking to his sister who's the crazy you're totally full of shit no it's at the very front what the fuck i it's don't have that drawing yeah no go to the very front of your book the very very front of your book Oh, shit. You don't have it. What the fuck? And it says, these boys were going to through the old tower. It says at the bottom. Fuck you. Trade with me. <laughs> what? I want to see this picture. <sighs> Fine. Here, artist guy. What the fuck? Was Yours introduction print- by... I have. You have an introduction by Leslie McFarlane. I don't have an introduction. Well, maybe I do. Okay. But we're on the same page count. Yeah, no, it's it's a perfect. Maybe they took out six pages from this book. <laughs> we won't now until. Well, well, we've been kind of uh, monitoring each other because yeah. we've been reading along with each other. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Anyway, so that's what the racist rants you were doing were. Up. But that was off mic. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Anyway. <laughs> now it's all coming. It's getting together. hot in here. <laughs> oh, now that we're on ta- live to tape, it's a little hot in here. Ah, ah, boiling, I'm boiling. I'm actually gonna turn the air conditioning on. No. Uh, okay, so say you're joking, damn it. We're on say chapter it. XII. He what? He was joking. <laughs> I'm not a bad He's person. my good name. my good name. <laughs> Slander. Anyway, uh, yeah, we're on chapter twelve. X X I I. Chapter twelve, uh, page ninety-seven. Who else learned the Roman numerals from Final Fantasy? I just want to know. Anybody? No. Uh, I, yeah. I I did. I don't know if I completely learned it from that. No, but, but it was, certainly... it, it cemented it in my brain going, oh, that's what a seven looks like. Yeah, yeah, V-I-I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think there's. Uh, it certainly helped. Yeah. Anyway, so here we are. Chapter 12, Days of Waiting. Fenton Hardy the high hopes of a, had high hopes of a quick solution to of the mystery when he went to New York. Possession of, a, of the wig, the hat, and the coat gave him three clues, any one of which... May might lead to tracing the previous owner quickly. Um, okay, I'm gonna go to New York to solve. Do they just keep records? And they're like, "Yeah, I can let you know who that." It, I I didn't realize. How I got much a feeling the, even back then the the record keeping wasn't as meticulous as all at all as it is today. Even today is not that good. 
And um, yeah, like to think like, oh, this man made this coat once. Let me go talk to that person who made this. Oh, I remember that coat. It was I only three made... inches longer on the sleeve. Yeah, I made the, I made 12 that year. Yes. And I sold it to a man who was quite odd and <laughs> from New Jersey. And he had blonde hair and then red hair, then blonde again. And then he wore this uh, wig that he said he needed refitting. And yes, it was quite strange. So I have all the How details. How did you find me? It his, was so amazing. Here's his address. I thought it was odd because so I memorized it. In a city full of, uh, at this point probably, at least a million people. Yeah. Um, uh, you're going to find that needle in that haystack. I, I, I don't know. The, it, the tropes of... Our the, dist- I'm the manufacturer. <clears throat> There's such a thing as a distribution network. No, 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 no. But even if you did talk to the, just the distribution network, they'd be like, we sm- we, we try to make a profit, right? We sell lots of these. I was about to say, lots. They're coming lots. Like, I don't know. This is, looks like every other Tens tweet we've made. Even in the 20s. Yeah. Tens of thousands of these things. Good times. Fenton's going to narrow the... Uh, I'm, He's I such a good detective, man. I can't wait. As much as he loves his kids that he doesn't have that much. <laughs> and his ghost wife. His fucking ghost wife. Okay. And the detective was confident that it would not be long before he would unravel the tangled threads. No such thing as a dead end. I've got this one. (laughs) I've never been... I've never not solved a mystery. Ever. Except this one. Except this one because my boys are going to solve it first, which means I'm awesome too because I'm their father. I fathered them. I gave them life. Thus their success is my success. He had not stated his his optimism to the boys. (laughs) Ha! Wow. Woo! Oh, wow. yeah! He's just slow playing his kids. He's just like, yeah, I don't know if this is going to work out. It's going to be great. I don't think it's going to work out, guys. Um, kids, I'm I'm rather disappointed in you finding this wig and hat. Woo, baby! Oh, I just <laughs> saw this fucking thing. Woo. Yeah, you, you're going to have to work harder. Dad, uh, were, you just, were you just dancing then? Perfectly withdrawn emotional father. Yeah, exactly. He is just fitting this type. Being careful not to arouse their hopes. But in his heart, he thought it would be better. But it would be but a matter of hours before he ran the owner of before he ran before the owner he ran the owner of the red wig to earth. I'm gonna run you to earth. I'm gonna run you to earth, Kent. It just sounds like he's Stum. almost like Batman holding yeah. <laughs> the back of his collar and shoving his face in the dirt as he's driving. I know. I was like, I was like, what is happening here? It, it's. Just, it's a wig. It's gonna. Bury it's a wig him. you buy from a party store. It's a <laughs> coat you get off the rack. It's gloves you buy at a fucking thrift store. Are you kidding me that you're gonna find any of this? Other than you know what the manufacturer is. I need to go to New York City. We're in non-fictional or f- fictional, fictional New town. York land. Fictional city now, but I need to go to New York to solve this fucking thing. Yeah, that's where all these are made. Clearly, that's where the crime was committed. Not in our town of Bayport, where all the crimes were committed. Interesting. Yes, yes. I need to go to New York and get a hotel and call my lady friend in order to solve this mystery. Yes, right I'll, away. It'll be two weeks, boys. I'll be, I'll be secluded. Bring water. I'll be in my room. <laughs> Bring lots of water. I'm going to be dehydrated. I uh, don't need to go over the details. Uh, I'm going to crack this case wide open, though. All right, here we go. Um, wife, what wife? Oh, my God. But obstacle. She's dead anyway. Um, <laughs> but obstacles presented them. She's dead until she speaks. She is dead until she speaks. Until we hear a word uttered from her, she is dead. Or a description it, of her in yeah. a sentence. If she spoke earlier, is an admiration from their minds. They are thinking that's what their mother would say. <laughs> until we, until she's interacting with these characters and the physical plane of existence in this book, she is dead. They talked about her like they said, like they went home to mom and dad, but that was it, right? 
Yeah, so mom Some, something like that where they were like mom's in an urn over the over the freaking fireplace right now. In my mind, <laughs> actually no, she's buried she's, she's buried under, under, the, under the old elm tree in the oh, back. Oh, I was gonna say floorboards. Okay, okay, yeah, floorboards. Yeah. yeah, floorboards work too. But she's oh that that corn is growing quite well in your backyard. <laughs> what kind of fertilizer are you using? It's organic. <laughs> okay, uh, the wig appeared to be his chief clue. I have a raging clue, and uh, thanks South Park for that line. And when he arrived in the city, he went directly to the head office of the company that he had many that had manufactured it. When I went to company. <laughs> Are, is this the uh, the headquarters of company? Are you the people who make wigs? Only wigs. You're the only wig manufacturer in the world, and you have a record of every purchase and their home address. How monopoly laws haven't caught up to you yet is not my question right now. The point is, you made this. Well, maybe there's a shred of bullshit that was real. Back in the day that this is standing I'm sure on. you would trace it. It's just whether or not it would lead to anything. Well, do you remember hearing any, like, newspaper articles where they would, like, mention the phone number and address of the person that got assaulted? Oh, or whatever. Right. You're yeah, like, yeah, what yeah. the fuck are you doing? Like, are you insane? This person got raped. You can go find them here. Here's their address. Here's and their, their address. hours of operations. You can go troll them. Here And here's their where they work. Also their address. <laughs> but please... Give them privacy. But remember, the hide key is under the rock by the petunias. <laughs> it's terrible, all of it. Yeah. Um, so maybe they're, they they could potentially have a record. They're like, I've got their social security number if you do that there too. Is a, there is a shoe manufacturer in England that keeps molds of everyone's feet forever. And you can always order your shoes from them and it'll fit you perfectly every time. And they have them going I'm as far terif- back as the 1800s. But that is a single company that makes a shoe or a series of shoes. So it's why very, would they keep those feet though? Why would they, they're you pay like for wooden molds? They're wooden molds because it's their thing. It's like, oh, your shoe wore out. We made a shoe exactly for your foot. We have your exact foot in our room upstairs, and you're able to still walk around, which is great. And uh, and we'll make that shoe for you, sir, right away. Or top, but, but hold on, governor, let me go get it for you. you know, uh, like, but would they? Do they still have the molds from people from the 1800s? Yes, but they're dead. I know, but it's just a thing that they're like, oh, look, we have people's feet We're going to pay for the real estate to store It's in their this. attic, dude. It's in their building. I don't I, know. No, I don't I'm... own the business. I'm just trying to tell you that they keep them forever, essentially. Ah, that's crazy. I, want, I mean, that's cool. It's their, it's their thing. But like, wouldn't you like, oh, we haven't had this, this customer. Is the king of, this is the foot of King George II. We haven't had this customer for 50 years. Dead. <laughs> <laughs> we may have hope. They may call soon. And if you're like, hey, it's like one in 10,000 people that uh, are still alive. Uh-huh. Like, cool. Well, I'm sorry. We only do one mold per person. <laughs> and we have a record here that we had it and we threw it away. So <laughs> I'm afraid that's it. You'll never do business with us again. <laughs> Please go away. <laughs> it's our fault, but uh, there's no repeating this. Buy new shoes. Uh, yes, it's not convenient and it doesn't fit our brand if we only do the one sizing. So They're just super on brand. That's all they're doing right now, man. They're Sorry, just... we got a hold of your death certificate. We know you're actually stranded on a desert island for two years, but uh, it did come through, so we did destroy Legally, the... you were dead. So legally, what we've done is perfectly legal. <laughs> legally, we were not bound anymore to keep your wooden feet, so we burned them. Uh, but no, we will not be uh, making a second cast. Thank you. Good day. Good day, sir. Good day, sir. I said good day. All right. And... <laughs> All right, let's the, get past page one. Oh yeah, yeah, let's do that, please. <laughs> we, we started late. Let's go. <laughs> little hand, little big hand says it's time to roll. <laughs> so, 
All right, here we go. Three, two, one. Back into it. The wig appeared to be his chief clue, and he and when he appeared, I'm reiterating because we were so far away from this. The wig appeared to be his chief clue, and when he arrived in the city, he went directly to the head office of the company that had manufactured it. Mm-hmm. When he sent his card in to the manager, he was readily admitted. Here's my card. Let me in. Um, we're not is, done with the first page yet. <laughs> this is a piece of paper that just says, uh, "Let me in." <laughs> yes, let me in. I'm yes. from Let Me In. Yes, I am important. Get me VIP. right to the manager. It's written in. It's written in pencil, sir. <laughs> It looks like you've erased a bunch of other things out here, too. You just reuse the same piece of paper? I need to see you. are very important. Please, manager. The the ghosts. Anyway. Uh, when I he have sent- a gun. Let me see the manager. <laughs> <laughs> when he says car, he's For Fenton, Hardy's name was known from the Atlantic to the Pacific. Bullshit. No, he's very famous. Clearly. So? He's able to walk around normally and nobody... Here's the thing. I love when characters are so well-known, but they do clandestine shit. Like... <laughs> Like James Bond and shit. <laughs> You're well known, Mr. Bond. And it's like, how, do you, how did you guess? You're pretty much everywhere. We understand them. In my world, you're very important. And so I try to keep tabs on everyone who comes through here. Oh, my name's James Bond. Oh, shit. Are you here to kill somebody? Uh, no. Why would you think that? I'm well, a shoe a... salesman today. <laughs> <laughs> I just use the same name and the I same outfit. I make wooden molds of people's feet and work in this store. I've been living. I've been here for twelve years. I, I'm just a clerk uh, looking for a good I time. Cannot, I cannot. I'm James Bond. I've got a white tuxedo I, and I take my martini the same way every time. I really cannot wait until there's just a moment in the newest one that's coming out where he, they're like, "Here's your cover story." He's like, "I like it, whatever." He just chucks over his shoulder. <laughs> he doesn't give a shit. <laughs> We've spent. Uh, $10,000 building this backstory for this character. We have your birth certificate. We have your, uh, your date of birth. It won't mean anything because everyone knows my face. I'm James Bond. Spy, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm also from Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Some of our customers in trouble, Mr. Hardy? Asked the manager with the great detective tossed the red wig on his desk. Not yet. But one of your customers will be in trouble if I can ever trace the pursuer of the, this wig. Purchaser. Um, the purchaser uh, of this wig. The manager picked it up. He inspected it carefully and frowned. We are not, as you know, a wig-making firm. What? He said. That is... Uh, I'm doing the old man voice, but whatever. Uh, that is... The wig department is a very small sideline for us. So you are a wig... But we're not. We, no, no, it's not important. We don't make it. We just make it in small doses. <laughs> the very reason I thought it would be easier to trace this, replied Mister Hardy. Well, that's Hardy. convenient. We only well, make two of these a to, year. I was about to say to the logic of that. Yes, it would make it easier to trace at that point. Uh, if you ever turn out thousands of them every year, it might be more difficult. You sell. I did, we did British accents. Now I'm all screwed up. <laughs> Hang on. You sell. Good day, go. governor. You sell, uh, you sell to an exclusive theatrical trade, I believe. <laughs> exactly. If- Only the finest actors. I know, right? <laughs> High quality stock. No one else ever wanted a wig besides an actor. I always say I don't like money that much. You know, thespians are creepy, and they all wear the same kind of wig, red. Well, we all know actors are just made of money. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. They're just ruling it. As soon as you become an actor, you're rich. Bald men don't need wigs. Women who want to change the fashionable looks don't need wigs. Just actors. That's what I said. No, I don't like to make money for my stockholders. Why do you ask? <laughs> We're traded on the stock market? <laughs> it seems like a poor choice. <laughs> I want to invest in wigs. <laughs> uh, what's this WIG stock here? <laughs> I have uh, invested uh, 10,000 pounds. What a creative name. <laughs> 
Wag. Oh my god. Um uh, let me see. Uh, wag. Exactly. If an actor wants a wig um, of some special nature, we do our best to please him. We only make the wigs to order. <laughs> it just keeps, keeps it just keeps getting narrower. It's just like, oh, just so you know, the problem is the problem is we don't make that many. Well, that's not really a problem. The problem is we make them to order. That's again not really a problem. We only do custom wigs. <laughs> we can, again, it's not a problem. We also the measure their heads. The problem is our filing cabinets are full of these addresses for all these customers. <laughs> Wow! <laughs> if only we could help. <laughs> I just don't know how we could be of assistance. Oh my god! Oh, uh, then you probably have a then you probably have a record of this one. Oh, sixty-two ninety-four. Uh, my favorite wig. Oh right, I, I, I of course. How could I forget? We spent that time in in uh, in Everett together. Um, the manager turned the wig over in his hands, glanced carefully at the inside. Felt the weight and texture. Licked then, it a little. I about to say. <laughs> is he tasting it? Then pressed a button. Pressed the, his nose deep into the fabric. And, and then, and then pressed a secret button inside of it that activated the, the ticking mechanism. Uh, 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 he did press a button. I know, but it's on the side of his desk because apparently, in every in every fictional world, there's buttons in in made into desks that call someone specifically because. That's I'm watching The Crown right now, and the Queen always summons the, her help with a, a button. Yeah, it's usually on a call box or something. We're talking about this is integrated into a desk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's not the same thing. But yes, there are call buttons. It's true. Anyway, um, I think they're really cool. I just also think they're super duper finite. But whatever. I guess if you just need to call that one guy who comes in and checks for wigs that you sold for all the detectives who come through. I mean, that dude's got to be so just stoked that he finally gets to do his job. <laughs> Oh my god, the button! It's been pressed! Oh my waiting is done! <laughs> I'll get my files. No wait, no, I should ask first. <laughs> I should see the wig. Then I'll get the files. Ah, I thought this day would never come. <laughs> All those years of college are paying off now. Wanting and waiting and uh, questioning my <laughs> my faith. I, I I don't know. My faith in this company's restore. <laughs> okay. I've been here for thirty years. A boy came and departed with a message. You. <laughs> uh, uh, is this me? Oh, uh, I don't know. Uh, you departed, be the old guy. It came and departed guy. with a message. It may be difficult. It may be difficult. This wig is not new. In fact, I would say it was turned out about two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so they put it on the, ho- the corner to go hooking. Ah, uh, the 1919 line. <laughs> oh, so streamlined. A long time ago. But still, I'll do my best that I can. They're both the same voice, so I apologize. <laughs> a, a bespectacled old man shuffled into the office at that moment, and in response to the manager's summons, stood waiting in front of the desk. Kaufman here, said the manager, is our expert. I'm <laughs> Kaufman! <laughs> I'm here to help! <laughs> um, what he doesn't know is about wigs isn't worth knowing. <laughs> What? Then, turning to the old man, he handed him the red wig. Remember it, Kaufman. Your life depends on it. Ah, yes. Obviously, the nineteen nine, nineteen line. The old man looked at it doubtfully. Then he gazed at the ceiling. Holy shit! He's gonna incantate this shit. So go ahead. Red wig. Red wig. He muttered. Ah, about two years old, isn't it? Prompted the manager. Oh shit! Well, it's okay. It works fine. Yes, not quite. 
Year and a half, I'd say. Uh, looks like a comedy character type. You know, like, uh... We make fun of the people with red hair. Like that, uh, funny, uh, uh, Charlie Chapman, uh, Chaplin. mustache guy. Uh, Chap Chaplin? Chaplin. Charles. Charlie Chaplin. Oh, whatever. Uh, don't correct me, you bloody American. Uh, 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 wait, uh, I'll think. Do you uh, not know my name? There ain't they been... They know it on the Atlantic and the Pacific. Uh, yeah, of course I know you. Um, you made a wig, uh, two years ago in, uh, March. Uh, yes, there ain't... There ain't... I'm, I'm British. There ain't been so many... Uh, <laughs> ain't... <laughs> For a British guy to say this. All right, there ain't been so American of our customers playing the kind of part inside a year and a half. Or say, let's say. The old man paced up and down the office, muttering names under his breath. <laughs> I'm just going to do seven different voices. For Suddenly, him. he stopped, snapping his fingers. Ah! I have it! He said. It must have been Morley who bought that wig. What the f- That's who it was. Harold Morley. Here's his favorite ice cream shop. Ah, I remember it dearly because he mentioned it on his application. We take a lot of information. You followed him around a lot, huh? Of course. I slept in his bed while he was at work. Oh. And I used his toothbrush. Um, <laughs> he's, he's been playing in Shakespearean repertoire with Hamel, Hamelin's company. Very fussy about his wigs, yes. Has to have them just so. I work in the networking and marketing <laughs> department. I know everything about my customers. I was going to say. An emotional exacting. bond of a relationship is the foundation of the of wig. Of <laughs> Of wig. The wig. Wig company. Of wig. Has to have them just so. I remember he bought this one because he came in here about a month ago and ordered another just like it. Okay. Wow. So, so now there's two. Yeah, I guess so. So that would mean this is not the one. Okay, anyway. Why would he have done that? Asked Mr. Hardy. Because this Coffin plot was so thin that we need to concoct some <laughs> it bullshit. Is, and it literally says this. Coffin shrugged his shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The book is even like, meh. <laughs> uh, MacGuffin? What yeah, do you want? What do you, it moves a pile of, don't it? <laughs> uh, here's my lampshade. I'm going to hang my shrug right on it. Ain't none of my business. Lots of actors keep a double set of wigs. Morley's playing down at the Crescent Theater right now. It's across the street. I'm sure I've got two tickets here in my pocket. We should go together. Not a date, just friends. But let's see where it goes, you know? <laughs> eh? No? Okay, call I, him up. I, you know I'm married to a ghost wife, huh? <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> We've got so much in common, don't you say? <laughs> Let's call him up right now. I'm really uncomfortable with this relationship. I'm uh, maybe we could have to... a ghost, two ghost wife four way. Hey, no, what? What? No, <laughs> double I, ghost. This is a no. This is a closed relationship, sir. <laughs> I am going to leave, and you and your weirdness. Come I have hey. a non-closed relationship, if you know what I mean. <laughs> okay, let's. You go mean for open? It. Uh, no, no, no clothes whatsoever. <laughs> God damn it! I'm afraid <laughs> that one. Uh, that was good. All right. Uh, <laughs> you still have. One line left in that paragraph. Nope, I do not. It is yours. You said I call said him call him up. up. I said did. that like four times. Oh, my God. <laughs> call him up. <laughs> I'll go and see him, said Mr. Hardy, rising. You're sure he's the man who ordered that wig? Positive, replied Coffin, looking hurt. Oh, I know every wig that goes out of my shop. I have nothing better to do but catalog these things day in and day out. You should see my home. It's filled floor to ceiling with these newspapers that I've erased and drawn with 
dispatches of their addresses, their home locations, their phone numbers. This call his number right now. It's four five. Call his phone number. <laughs> four five. Four five. <laughs> Klondike 4-5. Oh, yes. Uh, I'm the killer here. Yes, uh, I did it. Uh, what? There's uh, no one murdered. No, uh, not yet. This book's about to take quite the turn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I give him all my personal attention. Moore's, Morley got that wig, and he got another like it a month ago. I remember. There's two. Cough, Kaufman. Kaufman is right. Put in the manager. Who has no basis of fact to make that statement. Mar- I just believe my employees are always right. Marley has had a very good account with us. If Kaufman says he remembers the wig, it must be so, because we do not rely on other forms of evidence to support claims around here. In fact, the other day I fired a man because Kaufman said that he was rubbing his genitals over my desk, and clearly it wasn't him himself. And I believe Kaufman, because he remembers everything. No, he would never be a traitor. He, I, he's such a good man to me. His word is my bond. Uh, let me see. Well, thank you for your trouble, answered Fenton Hardy. I may be able to see. <laughs> Just gonna Sean Connery. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I may be able to see Mister Marley in his dressing room if I hurry. It lacks about half an hour. It, it lacks about half an hour. Of theater time. What the fuck lax. is these, What the fuck is lax about? I've never heard of these words. It got really dark in here. The sun went down. I don't understand this whole lax thing. It lacks about half an hour of theater time. <clears throat> okay. Well, I say you lack half an hour of theater time. I was about time. to say. You might just make it. I don't remember what I'm doing for these. I had a great mid-Atlantic last time. and You touched it for a second just now. Yeah, um, I should have been. The you might just make it. Oh, that's it. I do that. Eh. I do ah, that. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but that's not Mr. Hardy. Uh, you might just make it. Good. Glad to have been in service, Mr. Hardy. Any time we can do anything for you, just ask. <laughs> Thank you. And Fenton Hardy shook hands with Kaufman and the manager, who still doesn't have a name. Then left the office, bound for the Crescent Theater, the office of wherever that was. But the detectives' hosts were not as high. As I they might have, have this. Case solved in 15 minutes. I was about to say. When the f- first shop. First shop. Done. Got it. Moving on. Who um, made this? Who got, Who bought this wig? Oh, here's his first and last name. And why his- isn't everybody a detective? I have to ask. It's so easy. <laughs> I, I just walk in the nearest corner, and there we are. I found, I've discovered, I've, I've solved the case. We're good to go. Just go up to the newspaper boy and give him a dollar and say, hey, you still any, uh, see any weirdos around here lately? And then I the bet na- it's the guy that I'm looking for. And then the narrator will come through the boy and tell you exactly what you need to know. And then the boy will be confused as to what happened. He told him exactly what he needed to know. <laughs> it's just It just turns into, into a, a, a career enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't tell him anything. Um, let me see. Uh, Mr. He knew that Morley, the actor, was certainly not the man who had worn the wig on the day the roadster was stolen. For the Shakespearean company on which Morley was a member had not had been playing a three months run in New York. It would ha- be impossible for the actor to get away from the theater long enough for such an escapade, just as it was improbable that he would even try to do so. I totally forgot he was in New York. In my head, he was in London. I was trying to figure out what you were doing British accent for that guy. There's literally <laughs> no cue for it. And I was just going to let you run with it. I'm hey, like, sure. He's, you he's, know what? He's New British. York, Britain. Uh, you know, it's because I was talking about Not everyone is a first, a second or third generation American. Okay? 
I'm going in depth with these characters. <laughs> I was about to say. Oh, jolly good, sir. I just came from England yesterday. It's my first day of employment. I. <laughs> but oh, but I do remember who bought that wig because I'm say. really good with the books. <laughs> I was say, Mr. Kaufman's super duper into it after just being hired. Um, seemed to be certainly uh, touting a lot of clout that he doesn't have. <laughs> he presented his car to a suspicious doorman at the Crescent and was finally admitted backstage and shown down a brilliantly lit, lighted, litted, I don't know, <laughs> corridor to the dressing room of Harold Morley. There he took off his clothes. <laughs> I'll be waiting for you. I'm going to put rose petals on myself. <laughs> we can act out the scene together and... Just see the emotional oh, reaction. Oh, you can't escape. I've locked the door. Find the key. <laughs> it's hidden somewhere on or in my person. <laughs> it was a snug little place. The dressing room for more. <laughs> so hot. It had fitted up with fitted up to suit his own tastes. It was assured to that the company would remain at the Crescent for an extended run. There were pictures on the walls, a potted plant in the window overlooking the alleyway, and a rug on the floor. Seated before a mirror with electric lights at either side was a stout little man, almost certainly bald. <laughs> There's another guy in here? Oh, no. I guess or it's, is it the actor? It's the actor. Okay. It's the actor. <clears throat> he was diligently rubbing cold cream on his face. Yeah, it's the actor. <coughs> and when Fenton Hardy entered, he did not turn around, but eyeing his visitor in the mirror, casually told him to sit down. Often heard of you, Mr. Hardy. There you go. I recognize your face from those TV shows that don't exist. How do you get away? How do you get into all those thieves' dens? With everybody knowing how you look. <laughs> I've got you now, Mr. Hardy. <laughs> Just what I expected. <laughs> You're late. <laughs> he said in a surprisingly deep voice that had a comical effect in contrast with his diminutive appearance. Often heard of you. Glad to meet you. He's the baby from Who Framed Roger Rabbit? <laughs> Shit, I wish I could do that. I don't remember. No, but it's like, it's like the apparent. Yeah. Anyway, so. Hey, Roger! There you go. There you go. Okay. Often heard of you. What kind of call is this? Social or professional? Well, um, professional. All right, well, the money's on the counter. Get to work. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Morley, put on this wig, and I'll wear the other one. <laughs> we no, I'm not going there. Yeah, I was about to say, like, Morley continued rubbing cold cream on his jowls. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but a jowl, get these creamed up. Uh, spill it! He said briefly. What is this all about? He's so New York. Have you, have you ever seen this wig before? He asked, asked Mr. Hardy, tossing the red wig on the table. Morley turned from the mirror, <laughs> and an expression of delight crossed his plump, content, continent, con, count? Continence? Continence, sure. Well, I'll say I've ne I've seen it before, he declared. Old Kaufman, the best wig maker in the country, made it that for me about a year and a half ago. That's the kind of wig I wear for Lancelot Go Gobo <laughs> in The Merchant of Venice. Where did you get it? I sure didn't think I'd ever see that wig again. Why? I only found his shop by simply walking in and not doing any research at all. That's because someone stole it from me after a sweet <clears throat> night of lovemaking. Uh, some low-down egg cleaned out my dressing room one night during the performance. Nervous? Nervous? Nervous thing I ever heard of. Came right in here while I was doing my stuff out front. I was waxing it back and forth, jerking it slightly. I was eyeing everybody. <laughs> and Don't you do Shakespeare? 
Uh, yeah, 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 that's it. Uh, Shakespeare, and I, I speared him with my shaken spear. So, oh, my God. Uh, grabbed my watch and money and diamond ring that I had laying by the mirror. I just leave diamond rings out of the counter so anybody could see it and find it. I was about to say, no stagehand wanted to take that. And uh, took this wig and a couple other things that he was lying around and beat it. Nobody saw him come or go, because it's got to be a guy. And must have gotten in by that window here that I always leave open with a stiletto going straight <laughs> up to it. And a car waiting by in a taxi. And I display my hours in which I'm in the room. I always leave the light off if it's uh, not, not, uh, I'm not here. I don't want to waste energy. <laughs> Energy's a, and you know me, it's an energy and pol- pollution thing. It's, we only have a limited time before the, <laughs> the earth warms, and I don't want to be a factor to that. In 1927, he was just so ahead, this man. You got to be green, you know what I mean? <laughs> you drive an electric or what? What? Uh, uh, I, I don't even, what do you? What you know, the first cars were actually electric, it's a fact. I, I, I. Actually, a 1922 uh, electric car was at the museum I saw recently the other day. Anyway, more- see, it's in the museum. It's the best looking <laughs> and car. It went on the 65 miles on a charge and went 22 miles an hour. No, it didn't. Yes, it did. Fuck you. It did not. No, it did. What? In 2022, they had electric technology just fine. 65 miles on a charge, and it was a carriage, like it was the size of a Model A. Uh, uh yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. I'm gonna go back to this fun yeah. story. No, no, no. Let's 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 take a moment to lament the fact we had almost had a history in which we just had electric cars from the start, and we're done lamenting. Morally, in <laughs> talked in short, rapid sentences, <laughs> there was no mistaking his sincerity. Oh, how many wigs did uh, did he take? About half a dozen. Funny thing about that too, they were all red. I only have the reds and half a dozen. You should see the blondes, the brunettes, the bald wigs, and the uh, bald wigs, the long wigs, the wide <laughs> wigs, and all the the triangle wigs. Well, you gotta make sure your head looks a little bit more dimply differently in this scene, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. And uh, but all the red ones took nothing but red wigs. I told the coppers to be on the lookout for a red-headed thief because he's gotta be wearing them. That's the only thing he would ever do with them. <laughs> I didn't worry so much about the other wigs, for they were old plays. But this one me and used right now long. Kaufman made it specially for me. He said specially. That's good. I like that. I had to get make him another. But, but say, where'd you find it? I gotta say, this guy's infinitely more interesting than any of the other characters even counted so far. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I also do a lot of exposition work. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, what's your what's your what's your uh, what's your stick that you do in in the theater? Uh, I like explaining the plot and uh, building up and giving you all the information. That you only ask me two sentences, each about five words long, and uh, I'll just give you all the information. So you're a word man, I see. Good. Uh, yes, I explain to the audience that the story is uh, here's the reason that we're here. <laughs> oh. Uh, just a little case I'm investigating. The crook left this behind him. I was trying to trace it. Well, you've traced it all right, even though you obviously already knew that. Uh, <laughs> because you're here and I just told you all those things. I always love it when characters repeat the line that the person just said, essentially. Like, it just doesn't make any, like, it makes it like, oh no, the, like, unless you're doing it for comedic effect, why the fuck are you saying this? Have you, uh, I'm going to break for a moment. Go here. ahead. Did you, have you seen like, um, I think it was last week tonight, but there's, they do like super clips of reporters <clears throat> wanting to get the sound bite that they want. And it's like, so you were terrified, weren't you? I was terrified. <laughs> and you're like, so you were completely shocked about the, um, about her affair. I was completely shocked about her <laughs> affair. 
It's just like, oh man, come on. So it like takes it off the notch when you're like watching and you're like, oh yeah, no, exactly. Because they're just trying to get. Oh, I love last week tonight. They're the, they're the thing we need right now. More yeah, than I know, and it, it totally like gives away my politics, but I don't give a care of it. They're, I don't think at this funny. point, if you're listening to the show and you're thinking those guys, you know, <laughs> fucking Republicans, yeah, man, they're, they're those guys. I love those guys. Die red, hard. red-blooded Republicans. I mean, like, like just super, just so like, like just gonna go live in the middle of nowhere with guns and a bunker. And, and all those, the MREs they could ever want. That's for those exactly in England, us. The Tories, they're such good Tories. Oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's I'm, it. I'm, I'm gonna have some some tea well, right yeah, now. The glass could go back to the coal mines. <laughs> I'll have I, a little more tea, please, but not I, too much. I find their tales of sadness about living wages. Please, must be to a faster. Don't lick the streets and clean it with your tongue, please. I must walk this way. The point is, last week tonight is really good because, like, they're in depth stuff. And uh, anyway, back to the... The coppers never did find out who cleaned out my dressing room. Mr. Hardy was disappointed. The clue of the red wig had only led... Had led only to a blind alley. That's a really odd alley. Uh, But he concealed his charge in and tossed the wig... Chagrin. What? Chagrin. Chagrin? He he, he concealed his chagrin. She bang? She bang? (laughs) Oh, you know, she move? She move? What is chagrin? I've you never heard that one. Mm. There's, isn't that so weird? Where like there's a word that <coughs> other people know, but you've just never come across it or yeah. never registered. Yeah, sugar. Yeah, no, I, I know that one. Okay, what does it mean? Um, context clues would give it be like he disappointed. Yeah. yeah, okay, exactly. And toss a uh, chagrin, huh? Hmm. Yeah. And uh, toss the wig over to Morley. I thought you already tossed it, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I thought he tossed it on the table when he walked in. I know. I was about to say. I could have sworn you already threw it, but okay. Uh, wow, you got some telekinetic powers there. You pulled it back to your hand and threw it back. Oh, yeah. Why are you staring at me like that? Are you moving me? What are you moving? Here? Oh, my God, my inside. Oh, they're boiling. My nose is bleeding so Oh, hard. God. <laughs> anyway. Gee, I'm sure glad to get it back again, declared the actor. Things haven't gone right with me at all since I lost that wig. Jeez. My luck is real bad. <laughs> I was about to say. Uh, I you lost got a- leaf clovers wo- woven into that thing? Oh, uh, my, my investments in the stocks just dropped. I, But they say it's going to be good. And the next 10 years is looking real good for stocks to say. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, my wife left me. Um, I accidentally ran a guy over with my car. Um, it's all because that wig, though. Uh, losing it brought a whole flock of bad luck. Sorry I can't help you find a guy who took it. Uh, what's he been up to now? What? Fenton Hardy evaded the question. He what? asked like your old college buddies. I know, and all of a sudden he so, told uh, them, the guy that robbed but me he also, murdered my family. What's he been up to lately? And also he told him what he was there for, so it's not like he's... So, I, uh, hey, is, did he find a job? Is he dating anybody? Like, uh, hey, yeah, it's been so long since I talked to him. Oh, I'll probably get him some other way. Uh, that, give me a list of uh, and a description of the stuff he uh, he took from you. Uh, probably I can trace him through that. This is That's, the weirdest freaking conversation. This is not how people talk. Anyway, like, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you tell me about what he, what that dude who you don't know who done it yet, uh, did. His, yeah, how he's been doing. Uh, sorry to bother you, but I got a, a job to do here, and he I, I gave a report to the police, which they definitely took. So why don't you just go fuck off and go talk to the police? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, for, okay, okay. Hop to it, said Morley breezily. Hop right to it, old man. Here's a list of the stuff right here. I had it in my dressing room in the drawer, know, just say. in case you ever showed up. <laughs> Pining for the day, a detective walks through his door. Uh, No, he actually does that. He reached into a drawer and drew out a sheet of paper in which he handed over to the detective. <laughs> oh, my God. 
And the thing that's funny is, say the line that you're about to say. Oh, my God. That's the same list I gave the cops when I reported the robbery. Number of the watch and everything. And I made a copy just in case anybody no, else came sniffing around. I think the around. cops gave it back to him. They're like, that's great that you did this. We're not going to find any of this shit. <laughs> They're like, great, thanks. Uh, Please stop wasting just, my time. Just hold on. Taxpayers, we have people who are literally being murdered. Fuck your watch. I gotta go. Uh, <laughs> Fuck your watch. Uh, Mr. Hardy folded the list and put it in his pocket. Morally... Glanced at his watch. Lying. The one that's not missing. Yes. <laughs> How'd I get there? <laughs> How'd I get on my arm? Who put this there? I've been framed. Uh, lying beside the mirror, face up, and gave an exclamation. Suffering Sam... Sebast- Sebastopol. Sebastopol. Do you know that one? No, but it's a place. Okay. Suffering Sebastopol. Quitting in five minutes, and I'm not even half made up yet. Excuse me, darling. I've got to get <laughs> got to get busy. In this business, I'll be ready in a minute. It doesn't go. <laughs> he sees the stack of grease paint. Oh, yeah. i got to grease this up. Feverishly resumed the task of altering his appearance to that of the character he's portraying at the matinee for the day, that day. <clears throat> Mr. Hardy, smiling at the actor's casual informality, watching him as he got dressed, apparently, like a creeper, without from... <laughs> Smiled dreams. from the shadows while he stroked... His new letter in his pocket. <laughs> Withdrew from the dressing room and made his way out to the street. A, a blind alley, he muttered. I was sure I could trace that the fellow by means of the wig. Oh, well. No need to ask him if he did anything because it's not possible to have a, an understudy that could take over the and role. An accomplice as well. Uh, it's, no shrugged. need. Oh, you were here? Okay, no further questions. <laughs> He shrugged his Where shoulders. Where were you last night? Just, we think you might have done it. Oh, you were at a bar? <coughs> oh. Okay, well, I guess you didn't murder this guy. I just think it's funny. He shrugged his shoulders. Oh, it's the amount of shrugging of shoulders in this book. I still have I still have the hat and coat. And if the West comes uh, to the West, I can try to trace the chap through the stuff he stole from Morley, for it was probably the same man. But it looks like a big job. It was a big job. <laughs> Okay, I, I hope the rest of this fucking book is him researching the jacket and the fucking <laughs> shoes and the hat and the fucking dildo. And, and he goes to South America to meet the uh, the alpaca farmers. <laughs> so uh, you you farmed these uh, animals, right? You took the hair and you refined it, and then you you shipped it, right? Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's right. It's okay. And uh, yeah, you and then you shipped it to New York, and uh, and uh, you, you delivered it to them, and then they paid you, right? But they gave you a list of their customers too, right? Okay. Yeah, it's okay. And uh, then they shipped it to their customers, and the customers uh, wrote down the addresses and gave you social security numbers, and they they followed that all back to you, right? And uh, uh, what's the name of this alpaca? Porky. Ah, oh, yeah, Porky. Uh, I know that. That's the name of my my. Uh, my <laughs> Big too, uh, Porky. That's 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 the name I give my uh, my bacon factory at the home. And scene. Okay. <laughs> I'd that was so forever. good. That I'd have got so forever. Good. No, that was, that was good. <laughs> it's like who's on first. I loved it. Anyway, so <laughs> pat on the back for us for doing a bit. Aww. Yay! Anyway, so <coughs> yeah, this chapter ends soon. Yeah, and one more page. Uh, <laughs> efforts to trace the purchaser of the hat and coat were fruitless. The search ended at a secondhand <laughs> store. Where the oh owner, my god, so much information just happened. Vainly tried to sell Mr. Harley a complete outfit of clothing at a bargain, but could not. That's his job. Not. That's yeah, his I, job. I, Let's not say. like shit on him, I, narrator. I, no, I love I love that though, right? Like, 
How dare you not service the man coming here for his information? Well, I, I run a business, dude. I, I I gotta get things. I gotta get things out. I'm here to sell things. Yeah, I thought you're a customer because all of my customers come through the front door and ask about jackets. <laughs> so you asked. You came in the front door and asked about jackets. Okay. Hmm. Um. Uh. But Kunar would not remember who had bought the coat from him. He sold so many coats at such bargains that he could not remember the customers who came into his store. Shocking. As any human would. Shocking. I'm sorry I'm not a human video recorder, Mr. Hardy. I, I just can't. And uh, some people look the same, and they buy the same stuff. So even if I did, I could give you a guy who's about, uh, I don't know, he's like 5'10", and he's got brown hair and brown eyes. He's got a face, and he's got feet, and he walked into the store, and he bought some clothing, all the same sizes, and he left. Uh, I've had about 10,000 of those customers. <laughs> I live in New York. Literally, I see everybody every day. They all look the same. Just money. The money's the only thing that matters. Money's the, and the money looks the same. Yeah. It's all the money. Hey, you got money? Mr. Hardy was forced to retire. Defeated. The predominant... I'm giving up this life. I know. I'm out of the game. <laughs> it's time for me to pass my, my practice on to my boys. Dad, where are you? I said something. Something's changed. Joe. Joe, I think Dad's giving up. Why would he do that? <laughs> I don't know, Joe. That's a good question. I'm glad you're here to ask it. <laughs> I don't know, but I think we need to go out and find this. Crack this case wide open. Because Dad would have wanted it that way. Ghost Mom, make sure dinner stays warm for us. Thanks, Ghost Mom. Your words of encouragement would fill my heart. would steal it with courage. It's, I gotta go now. I miss Frank. <laughs> <laughs> I ne- words I never thought I'd say. <laughs> oh, man. Seriously, this is the most boring fucking chapter. <laughs> it's, it's with the real like people who do this shit all day long. Joe and Frank are the most interesting part. They're stupid. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, okay. <clears throat> the predominating quality of the detective's character was patience. When he found that he could not trace the thief through the wig, the hat, or the coat, he doggedly set to work trying to trace the man who had broken into the dressing room of the actor. Morally, and this, in spite of the fact that the police had already given up on the case as hopeless. I'm, I'm all about the cold cases. That's what I do. I crack them wide open, and uh, I make my money. I was about to say, <laughs> I was like, it makes substantial amounts of money from the, from, the, from the grieving families. From the families that have already moved on. <laughs> and really are wanting to get back into that t- case and get it solved. Get that, get that wound ripped right open. It's a seven-year-old case, and I'm, I'm ready here to... to to solve it for you. I made a festa inside Who the memory. Who took your hat? Do you remember that hat? No, that was like seven years ago. Yeah, but someone stole it from me, right? <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it's been a while. I like that hat, but yeah, I also have like ten since then. Then, in his spare time, which he apparently has plenty of, <laughs> Mr. Hardy spent hours at the police headquarters poring over the records, searching for peculiars, particulars of hundreds of red-headed criminals. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, that's actually... I've got so much spare time. That I'm not spending on the case. Also, then I'm going to spend it on the case. What what police department's going to open up their files to a, to a PI, Mister Hardy? Right this way. I know. It, Here's all the private information of the citizens. I'm t- see. That's the thing about the 30s. All the detectives were like world famous, and some of them some of them were treated by the police as like a normal human being. Some were like, you know, Nick and Earl Charles, and they're like, oh yes, gross. Come on in. You're, you're much smarter than us. Yes, please solve this. My, you're a mastermind. Why did you leave, Nick? Why? Well, I married a sociolite and became an alcoholic. I mean, I already was an alcoholic, but now I'm enabled super hard. Where's this case? I don't know. Do you have gin? I don't know. You don't? I don't. I, I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta go right this way to the <clears throat> local Ginnery. I love the. I love those series, but the point is... It's... I named my daughter Ginny. Ginny! 
Jenny, where are you? Can you bring can you bring your brother Tonk Tonic? Tonic? Tonica. It's it's uh it's it's French. It's uh, Japanese. Anyway. <laughs> bring your namesake over here. I'm thirsty. <laughs> uh, what? Daddy's got a thirst. <laughs> it was over a week before he found that he wanted he wanted to before, kill himself. Before he found what he wanted. There we go. And he came. Yeah, he killed himself with a thousand paper cuts. It came from a chance note at the bottom of a police description of a thief who was at the time out of out on parole. He's a redhead. The end. Yeah, about to say. I'm like, how descriptive was that? But Fenton Hardy saw the note. He uh, saw the note. He knew he had stumbled on the clue he needed. So and smiled grimly. It won't be long now, he remarked. In the, mo- in the popular phrase of the day, as he went back to his hotel. The Rip. end of chapter 12, and complete lack... Uh, Riveting. It, it's, it's, it's Sherlockian in its own way, <laughs> of this wasting guy, our fucking time. This skyrocketed in Sherlockian level, like, finding shit and deducing and asking questions and... Uh, well, I mean, that's detective work, but it's just, it's not presented any way, any way interesting. No. And, um, I mean, it's just ridiculous, so... Uh, now we're gonna cut to commercial. Kent, hey, Nick, what's up? So, uh, this is commercial time. Yeah, and I think that the world should know that you do another podcast. I do do another that's podcast. Very similar to this show. Is it? Uh, it's called Comic Book Workshop. Uh, oh, I was talking about comics all out. I guess it's not a podcast, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, it's, I'm sorry. it's called uh, Comic Book Workshop. It's we interview comic creators and talk about comics and making comics. It's all about the craft of making comics. Uh, I do it with my co-host Jason, and it's uh, it's super fun. You should go check it out. We interview uh, awesome people on there, uh, mm-hmm. lots of uh, heavyweights in the industry. So yeah, go check it out. Go to tmbcworkshop.com and listen to the podcast. Sounds good. Yeah, uh, Nick, you've you've got another podcast as well. You haven't talked about it though on the show. I don't uh, think I I have I have I I really haven't because I pretty much abandoned it. Oh, I'm sorry. Like a boor, like a baby at a fire station. <laughs> I put well, it in the Dropbox and I forgot it even existed. We are zero and one on both, <laughs> on both of these. Uh, well, then tell but, me about your uh, laser cut goods company. Yeah, no, there there you go. The craft company I, that's still alive. What and was well. the? Ter- I, I always try to come up with that cool catchphrase for it. Uh, custom uh, something probably custom custom made goods uh custom yeah. like we do home decor we do uh custom home goods yeah custom home goods it would be more apropos uh it's called renegade goods go to renegadegoods.com we make um uh, at home decor for home libraries and adventure stuff like we got some leather goods for adventure stuff and like outdoorsy type things library then, dividers yeah genre dividers genre for libraries at home libraries and, science fiction and plant stands and, and everything and some bookmarks i gotta put more bookmarks um point is if you are in the market for something beautifully made on a laser cutting machine <laughs> but it doesn't exist in the world come see what we have and if you don't like what we got hit us up we could probably make it for you go to renegadegoods.com there's a button there that says take me to the store or to our journals because both are great and uh go ahead and grab something for yourself it's all pretty pretty and and it goes and helps support human beings that are real and here and not robots Beautiful. at all we're real people i swear don't <laughs> don't look at me while i'm plugged into the wall point is 
uh that's that's the show that's 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 this commercial break and renegadegoods.com and uh and how else can people support the show kent it's a great question I was shifting to gears you. completely away from me completely away uh that is the, the question of the ages is what is the best way to support the show uh, i i would say the best way to support support the show is to go to our patreon uh, there's lots of tiers to subscribe to uh lots of benefits and we have a little kind of after pre-show podcast on there that we do called behind uh, between the stacks <laughs> I almost said the name wrong uh so you can go check that out the tons of different tiers to choose from you can go over to patreon.com slash bad audiobooks uh, mm-hmm. to check out all the options and that is the best way to support the show but that's pretty much it nick why don't you get off your phone and uh play us back in no because there's a new review on our podcast we don't do those at the oh we don't do the them show. here well get ready if you're still listening it's <laughs> coming in at the end <laughs> that's a teaser it could be yours. <laughs> so well produced. This is the best production I've ever seen. And welcome back to the show. Follow oh, the wow. Oh, we're, we're just back fantastic in. Fantastic editing. It's, it's, oh, the so transition. Seamless. Oh, my God. I'm beautiful. so glad we're paying Joey all those number, all that money to edit the show. Yeah, Joey, our kangaroo editing uh, video editor. Yes, kangaroo good. editing video editor guy. Bro. <laughs> yes. Sound Thank editing. you, Joey. All the video that we have on this podcast. Oi, you owe me money. <laughs> Well, that might. I uh, got to do those transitions there. You're kind of talking over the little transitions on here. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, you, should, you should do that license. Joey, I don't pay you in peanuts to tell me what to do. Just make the show sound pretty. I just pretty. burn your home to the ground. I was about to say, we just, I just watch your home burn. <laughs> and while people in your country are pedantic about whether or not it's made by man or not. Enjoy. So chapter... <laughs> so, uh, so chapter 13. 13. Um, uh, X-I-I-I. I-I-I-I-I. No, it's just it's Three eyes. I, I, I. And the title of this one is In Poor Quarters. So like when you quarter... Uh, no, I'm right. Oh, God. Are we quartering people in Bayport? Dra- drawn and quartered in Bayport. <laughs> <laughs> to live and die in Bayport. <coughs> I was Sorry. born in Bayport. <laughs> man, I'll die here. It's going to solve a mystery. Thank I'm you. A, I'm a boy that's hardy. I just got to <laughs> say in Bayport. <laughs> is this a little Louie? No, we got, we got. I was trying to do more uh, Tom Waits. So. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> Some sailors uh, in Bay. I've, uh, I've been down to Bayport. Bay no, you're doing younger. You're, you're you're doing younger Tom Waits. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing older Tom Waits. <laughs> we should hang out together. I don't. Yeah, I don't you know, it's I don't, really hurting my voice to be lost. Okay, then stop. <laughs> Christ. We haven't even got to the story yet. Anyway, I, it's called Import Quarters. Drink up. I need it. <laughs> In the meantime, the Hardy Boys were finding the suspense almost unbearable. When's our, cha- when's our chapter going to be resuming? I I don't like this story. <laughs> I don't know, Joe. I've been sitting here looking at a blank wall for uh, about eight hours. <laughs> I, I hope our dad's up to something good and he's re- working really hard at solving these mysteries for us. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I actually felt like we didn't exist for a little while. I can't cross state lines, so <laughs> I, I need his help to investigate the wig company, because that's what this case needed. Yep. They had expected their father to be... Uh, they expected their father would be away, but a day at the most. But when the two days dragged by, then three, and finally an entire week without a word from Mr. Hardy, further than a brief note from Why New York. hasn't he called? Is he still getting those cigarettes? <laughs> He'll be back soon, I swear. <laughs> Uh, stating that he was well 
and that the case was not as easily a solution as he had hoped uh, and they became depressed because they needed to send him more money um (laughs) (laughs) your mother's really dragging it out of me (laughs) your ghost ghosts will not give it up even at the beyond the grave she's still asking for the child support and i don't have it i these cases i can't solve them still the case i wish i could solve is why i married her Maybe if I talked about my emotions and had a conversation with her and you, I, I might have been able to keep the marriage alive, but I couldn't keep her alive even. So I, I can't talk about it. I won't talk about it. I, don't ask me questions because I'm not going to answer them. Where's the chair? I was trying to be I can't. Anyway. Uh, Joe, you're up. I can't, can't keep these emotions. So don't ask me questions until I have to answer questions. Um, Just uh, don't. If dad can't get the thief, no one can. Declared Joe with conviction. And I'm beginning to think that even Dad is falling down in this affair with his ex. Wow. What? Wow. Oh, man. Oh, he's just friends. They lo- they hold hands a lot while they wrestle. Joe, you've seen pictures. No. You know what they do. <laughs> I showed you the pictures. It's Hanky Panky without pants. His name's Hanky and her name's Panky. They were there, too. <laughs> All seven of them were going at it like fucking wolves. Seven? <laughs> they were howling into the night, Joe. Better wait till he admits it himself, suggested Frank. Although, I don't mind telling you, I'm not very hopeful myself. Frank's if they're going to confess to the affair, it's best that they do it, <laughs> and it's on their terms. It's easier for them to digest then. Don't, co- don't confront them with it. Just Frank- leave it buried in the elephant in the room that will devour slowly our lives. Go on, Joe. What were you going to say? But I'm Frank. Oh, God. Who am I? What is happening? Uh, Frank's preoccupied air had not gone unobserved. Callie Shaw, the only girl ever to be seen in this entire book, (laughs) uh, had had noticed his abstraction. Wow, you're amazing. You're so You're the best guy ever, even though you don't talk to me, just like your dad. I'm a huge fan of this male archetype at this... I can't wait for you to collect me more. (laughs) And then I have to stay and love you forever, (laughs) regardless of how you treat me. Because that's what I should do. Because prospects for me are slim after high school. And Uh, that's my position in society. (laughs) More than once, when she had smiled pleasantly at him, as they met one another in the hallways or in the classroom at the Be silent and pretty and smile. He had merely nodded moodily. Moodily. Mm. (laughs) I'm, I'm the brooding archetype so, so dark what's happening in his brain i can't wait for a reason for me to unleash all my rage i hope i could go over there and ask him about prom and how i'm not going with him i but wish my man... mother wasn't dead Ooh. i wish you would talk to me and love me <laughs> i don't love you i wish i wasn't such a, a coward oh. <laughs> god why do i feel all these things god it's all wrapped up inside me Callie was too sensible to be hurt by this, but she wondered what was worrying. Take whatever he throws at you. Don't be hurt. Exactly. And she was wondering what was what was worrying Frank. She, so one afternoon when they happened to leave school together, she, she taxed, taxed him. She texted him. She taxed him. Hey. With, hey, you up? With him. What up? You want to come over? <laughs> you up? You up? You want Netflix? What's on your? Hang on, I'll be here. What's on your... Wait, no, I'm Frank. You have to be her. 
I'm Frank. Uh, no, 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 this is this. You're absolutely right. I'm just trying to think of what fucking voice I would do for her. I'm, you were just doing it. Oh, <laughs> what's on your mind, Frank? She asked gaily. I'm so gay. You've <laughs> been going around looking like a human thundercloud for a week. You've been beating people up and really ripping into them and letting your emotions out on people. I have no way to communicate <laughs> other than with my fists. Other than with God's energy. I guess that's what a man should do, because that's a good man. It You're is. a man. I'm so glad I listened to all the media that told me that this is how I should be. Anyway, um, who? Me? I didn't notice. You, you put him in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> His face will never be the same. They had to do surgery, but we're not really good I at it. I remember. This is all black. But I try to think back then. Which was just two minutes ago. They transplanted a, a, a horse foot onto his face. Wow. That's, they they were out of skin. You just destroyed it like roast beef. That's some casually bizarre medicine we're doing these days. Um, Return Frank heavily. Yes, you. <laughs> she replied, mimicking his lifeless tone. Yes, you. You used to be full of fun, Frank. What's the matter? Can't I help? <laughs> she glanced up at him eagerly. I like the eagerly <gasps> part. It's like Frank shook his Tomeless, head. Homeless, eagerly, happy, sad, emotionless. Eagerly. Silence in the corner. Shh. Looking pretty. Shh. Uh, Frank shook his head. No, you can't help me, Callie. It's about Slim. Who's Slim? What? Where does she live? What, what did she do? Slim's a boy. Oh, and you're just friends, right? You just hold, you just. I think you know his last name. Slim Robinson. There you go. Oh, yes. <laughs> Wasn't that too bad that you two didn't work out? Said Callie with quick sympathy. He had to leave school. Oh, shit. <laughs> they tell me he's working now. <laughs> he's back in the mines. <laughs> he's it was, it he's was aged a, fleeting, a lot the last two years. <laughs> it was a fleeting moment. And I, it's cost him his life. Did you kiss under the sun? Is it said on the mines? <laughs> did that? Did the entrance become like a New York uh, Stonehenge thing where the light came through? I don't know what you're talking about. Did it backlight your kiss? I think you've been reading too much slash fic about me online. That's how popular I am. I've been writing it. It's been fantastic. (laughs) My career's really taken off. They want to actually change it from a Hardy Boys to a Nancy Girls. uh, (laughs) Nancy Girls? And uh, yeah, no, it's going to go big. Yeah, Uh, but uh, yeah, you're still fucking every guy. Um. I, I, what? Okay. Uh, if, uh, I didn't notice. That's my line. And then you said that. that Frank shook they his told head. me he's working. Frank shook his head. No, you can't help, Callie. It's about slip. We already yeah. said that. We already said that line. <laughs> your emotions are making you repeat yourself. You just lost yourself in the in the context of your feelings for, for Slim. Who be? I didn't notice. Does he feel Slim in your arms when you wrap him around his Who small me? little twinky body? I didn't notice. <laughs> it's just. <laughs> <laughs> Did you notice I said that twice? Sounded worse. <laughs> <laughs> Who says in a grocery? Is that just Frank? in a grocery? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he was so anxious to be a lawyer. I was talking to him this morning. He pretends. In bed. He pl- it doesn't matter. It doesn't. It doesn't matter where. I don't think my life chronicled in such a manner. You, you already have enough material to work with. Just the dirty mind you have, Kaylee. Callie. <laughs> He pretends he Can likes. I watch? He pre- from God, the, you're a freak. From not the closet. Oh my God! He, and under the bed. I don't pretend- have great views from there. What? Huh? <laughs> Keep going. How did you? Anyway, 
He pretends he likes to work the work he's at, but I could tell he wishes he. You could. can tell from the back of his head that no, he's not into it. What? No, what? <laughs> I I think I could tell that he could get back. He wants to. He wishes he could get back to school again. <laughs> I I'm so sorry for him. I really am. And I'll, Why are you crying? I'm sad for my friend. And and, and what you've lost together? And no, like. Been? <laughs> <laughs> and all the count on that on that confounded tower robbery. Is that what you call the thing between your legs? <laughs> Does he rob the tower every no, day? No, my tower treasures have been plundered. I am but a, a but uh, I'm but a foundation. <laughs> Does he rob your tower and then you plunder his hole? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> But nobody really believes Mr. Robinson did it. Of course not. Nobody that heard Applegate. Nobody but heard Applegate. But until they find who did take the stuff, Mr. Robinson is out of a job. And nobody will hire him. Wow, society's really forgiving and doesn't drive people into Even emotional financial not despair. there's a shred of evidence to actually support anything other than accusation. Oh, wow. I you... can't wait for the progressive 21st century <laughs> in which all this has ended because of methods that show that a man is innocent before being proven guilty. We're just going to put lots, uh, the vast 1% of the population into a prison to keep them safe from, from everyone. I also predict that there will be a space station on the edge of space called DS9. And it too will know and chronicle the journey of the 21st century. Isn't it the 24th or something? <laughs> I, I mean, I share, your, I share your dream too. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> exactly the same. Uh, I, I liked, you know, maybe that there will be a, ca- a character that's beloved and they'll kill her off because of contracts, contract negotiations. And then they'll rush in another character who's confused at the same, and they'll try to build up her arc, and it will be ham-fisted and sad. And you'll want to skip those episodes, but you have to watch them because that's part of the show. And it's a shame that she's also a talented actress. Herself she is in her very own good. Who was given a poor deal in how to handle this character in one season? And it, thank and, God for stomach worms. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, parasites are the best, especially when they're symbiotic and make you and make you have past lives like me. Frank. Isn't that too bad? <laughs> I'm going over to see Paula and Tessa and Mrs. Robinson tonight. Uh, where are they living? Frank uh, give gave, me their address. Frank gave Kelly the address. Even though I'm already visiting them, I, I should know, have arranged this. Say, I'm irresponsible as a person. As brothers, the order of events in this book <laughs> make no sense. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm going over to visit them tonight. Uh, where they live? Uh, I'm calling her tonight. Do you I, have her number? <laughs> I didn't just make up the fact that I was going over there right now. No, no, we're best friends. <laughs> uh, what's the address? Uh, Frank gave Callie the address. Her eyes whitened. Uh, why is that in one of the poor sections of the city? Oh, my God. I don't want to go to that part. <laughs> Those people in there. It's good to see. Oh, my God. That's so poor. Oh, ew. Never mind canceling those plans. Canceled. Hashtag canceled. It is. And I'll be a lot worse. Unless Mr. Robinson gets work pretty soon. You know, you only get to move out of the poor section once you have a job that pays you a living wage and you can stop being poor. And, uh, you know, uh, Slim's earnings are nearly enough to keep the family yet. He's just working that eight to five and clocking in and out and he's building new relationships with his coworkers when he should be in class. I was about to say. Isn't there any chance that Mr. Robinson will be cleared? 
That's what's worrying me. Dad is working on the case. <laughs> is your dad that irresponsible that he can't solve the fucking case? Is that why you're so worried? Hey, he's working really hard. You know? Oh, yeah, okay. Then, then why should you worry? Um. Why? Um. Said Callie. Said Callie triumphantly. Why, that means it'll be cleared up. Your father can do anything. He does anyone. What? What? Huh? He, I watched it too. Huh? What? Everyone saw. <laughs> Everyone see the pictures. What? They were in the paper. What? No. What? What? No, he's just, he loves Ghost Mom. And that's it. Their love is pure. Like, the, like her, her ender, never ending soul. Like her ecto- ectoplasm body. <laughs> I mean, pure ectoplasm. Sometimes I, I wonder how they kiss, but I'm sure they figured it out. The parents forever. <laughs> and, uh,. <laughs> Your father can do anything. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Line. <laughs> I I used to think I used to think so too. It's right in front of me. I can't see it. <laughs> but Line <laughs> script <laughs> script boy. Um, but he seems to be stuck this time. I'm beginning to see that my father is not a god, but a man. Is it shattering your entire <laughs> reality right now? Is, th- is your head gonna collapse on itself? I've been in some dark places. Like under the ma- under the under the the, uh, the dugout. And what's what's the, the matter? It's I don't know if my dad is actually good at his job, but he's the world's best. Everyone knows it from the Atlantic from the, to the Pacific. But he could never solve the mystery on why he could never love your mom, right? He he loves her. No, is that why he never talks to her? And she has to be. <laughs> Act like a spook. <laughs> is that why Ghost Mom is always in our room crying? I thought because she's so sad because she's dead. Maybe it's, maybe it's because of... Oh, God! So, because maybe her marriage fell apart to a, a guy that's tied to his career and <laughs> drinks the bottle and can only solve mysteries. If, if he- only I could talk to a trusted adult at home who may or may not be still alive. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the matter? <laughs> Thank you for getting to the actual line. I said it a couple times. I, I know, but still, it worked. It just kept I, going. I was such a good bit to keep going now. He went to New York almost a week ago, but some clues that Joe, with some clues that Joe and I were certain would clear up the affair. And so far, yeah, we haven't heard from him. Only to know that the case was harder than he expected. So he hasn't told you that the case is harder than he expected. He just left. He could be dead if he hasn't contacted you. I don't Have you contacted the police? He's been missing for more than 48 hours. <laughs> I was say. You're really irresponsible. <laughs> You're supposed to be his boy detectives too. I believe that the law has limitations. I do not. Those are, those are New York State's rights. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing to do with, it's nothing to do with me. Anyway, you're, you're lying. Yeah, but he hasn't given up, has he? Because well, you just told me that you haven't talked to him, so. Well, I have no way to confirm this, but no. Then... What are you worrying about, silly? <laughs> if your father had given up on the case, there would be something to worry about. Maybe a body. If he is still working <laughs> on it, there's always hope. My dad went out to solve a case 12 years ago, and he's coming back. He's just a real hard run. I, I think that he went to go solve the case of who makes cigarettes and in what field in which can I harvest them. He's really going to the source galley. I think he'll come back soon. I know. It's I, I, I don't even need to think we need to discuss it. It's so uh, obvious. Um... They walked in on in silence for a while. Let's go out to see the Robinsons, said Callie, said suddenly. I've been intending to go, but I sort of, well, you know, murdered a man. 
<laughs> well, you thought it might embarrass them. Well, <laughs> it won't. I know Paula and Tessa well. Then they're not that kind. Wait, what? They're not that kind. They're not nice people. I was they're about to evil. say. I think the context from the twenties is it means a little something different. But okay, they appreciate a friendly visit. Okay, yeah. Frank hesitated. He had the natural shyness of his age, and he felt awkward about his visiting about visiting the Robinsons in their new home, for he knew they were now in reduced circumstances and might not wish their former friends to see them in their present plight. Uh, we're so poor! Don't look at us! <laughs> Don't look at me! <laughs> I'm a man, but I'm not even human anymore! <coughs> I shop at Kohl's! <laughs> I get coupons, and now... I'm not even a worthy, I'm a fifth-class citizen. I buy American rag because I can't afford actual name products. <laughs> anyway. Uh, uh, Callie's words but Callie's words reassured him. Oh, fuck, I don't know if we read that. Whatever. No, hang on. Yeah, no, I, I bought this plight, yeah. But Callie's words reassured him. All right, I'll go. We can't stay long, though. The amount of poorness might make me sad. It might rub off if we stay too long. It's, I, it's airborne. I feel my wealth leaving me. <laughs> it's evaporating into the air. I feel it. I feel my clothes suddenly becoming more worn and tattered. <laughs> it's, it's a POE. Well, we can't. I must be back in time for supper. We'll just drop in on them so they'll know that we haven't forgotten all about them. Unannounced. I know. I was about to say, way to, way to phone that in, but I guess you really didn't have a chance then since you're probably too, fo- too poor to have one. I thought I thought you were not going over there to see them tonight. I was, but I've changed my mind because I'm fickle, like a woman. Uh, so we're just going to play that up. I know. Uh, I want you to come with me now. Frank hailed. Hang on. Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Frank hailed a Frank passing streetcar. Street bound for the section of town in which the Robinsons lived, and they got on board. <laughs> I'm in charge of this story now. <laughs> I'm the narrator. I'm the knight, but I'm the narrator. (laughs) It was a long ride on the streets. It was a long ride, and the streets became poor. How did I get here? I can see everything. (laughs) I'm I'm omniscient now. (laughs) Oh, my God. I know who did it. I know who killed my mother. (laughs) It was my father's neglect. (laughs) (laughs) The lack, the absence of his touch drove her mad. Mad. She gave him everything, and he gave her nothing. <laughs> the streets became poorer and meaner as they neared the outskirts of Bayport. The mean streets of Bayport. It's an outrage. That's what it is, declared Callie abruptly. Mrs. Robinson and the girls were always accustomed to having everything so nice because they lived in a man- someone else's mansion. <laughs> and now they have to live away out here. Oh, I hope your father catches the man that committed that robbery. I, I love that she's like, it's so sad for them. They had everything, and now they don't. She's not saying, the system is fucked, and yet there's all these poor people, too. And I wish there was a way to fix it, but there isn't. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's sad. We just have to accept things the way they're given to us. Her eyes- Know your place. <laughs> the way say. I know mine. <laughs> Her eyes flashed, and for a moment she looked so fierce that Frank laughed. <laughs> 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 I suppose you liked me. You would like to be the judge and jury on his trial, eh? He chuckled. 
Are you, are you thinking with your brain? Do you make comments? Do you wish something were different? You think you could be a judge and do things? <laughs> That's ridiculous. How you have a vagina. That's I love disqualifying. I love my double voices in my head. It makes me feel like I'm that much cooler. <laughs> I suppose. Oh no, that's your line. I give him a hundred years in jail. Guilty. <laughs> when at length they came to the street to which the Robinsons had moved, they found that it was even poorer thoroughfare than they had expected. There Ew. wasn't even a house. <laughs> oh my God! Look at them. They're looking at us. Run. Shanty towns. All the children came up and started saying, "Do you want, do you want to buy flowers? Flowers?" And then just weeds. It's a Hooverville! Run! <laughs> there were squalid shacks and tumble-down houses on either side of the of the narrow street, and ragged children were playing in the roadway. How dare they play there! At the far end They're of the monsters. street, they came to a small, unpainted cottage that somehow contrived the look neat in spite of the, the surroundings. They made the best of their lot in life. It's good for them to be here, away from us. <laughs> This is where they live," said Frank. "It's the nest. It's the neatest. It's the neatest place on the on the whole street. God, they were once rich, so they know what it means to be clean and keep things nice. These poor people don't understand that. That's why they stay poor. It's trickle down economics. It works for them. Economics is always the best answer. Paula answered the door. I answered their knock. They didn't. They knocked. Apparently, <laughs> there was no knock. They answered, but she paused, but she answered it. You knocked. <coughs> Reality told me. <laughs> Her face lighted again. Lit up. It's uh, lit up. It's not, not lighted. Lit. It's lighted. Lighted up with pleasure when she saw the who the callers were. Uh, I'll be. I'll uh, be. No, no, no. I, I think I've done her line. Oh, right. You're, yeah. Uh, 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 it's uh, Frank and Callie. Exclaimed the girl. You've come to see us. Come in. We're dying of loneliness there hasn't been a soul in my body out this way since we've moved kelly flashed frank a look of triumph and whispered there now didn't i tell you they'd be glad As in their new lot in life went into the house and in these hoovervilles and uh ghettos and they're just cramming them into these small boxes they're they're happy look at they're content in their ragged dirty ways when this become a dickinson novel <laughs> Please, sir, may I have another room to live with my Look, five children? They're poor, but they're so happy. So happy in their poor and honorable state. Oh, if only the rich. There's kind could of a grace this. to them in their wretched ways. <laughs> they were greeted and with kindly dignity by Mrs. Robinson and with girlish good humor by Tessie. Ha 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 ha. Mrs. Robinson received them with the same self possession she would have shown had they been back at Tower Mansion. And Frank wondered at himself for thinking that these good people might be ashamed to meet their old friends in this new and humbler home. We can't stay long, explained Kelly. But Frank and I just thought we'd run out and see you all are. How you all are. There you go. There's, there's the word. <laughs> I, I looked away and I was like, I memorized it. <laughs> I was going to be like, I, 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 I why'd you nailed skip it. A, why'd you skip the, there you go. Okay. Well, um, where, hang uh, on. Uh, the, oh, this, you're Mrs. Robinson. Well, all well, that's one mercy to be thankful for, answered Mrs. Robinson. <clears throat> Perry, I'm assuming this is me. Perry is working. I suppose you knew that. 
Since Joe is in here, I'll ask a question. And Mr. Robinson? Inquired Frank. That, those words seem strange from your lips. It's, a very, you it's very odd. I, I really had to try it out. <laughs> it's my first time. It's just, it was just really curious. In class, I let everybody else answer for me. Uh, oh, she shook her head. Not yet. Mrs. Robinson's whips, whips, lips quivered. My whip is going to quiver against your back. It's so hard for him, and I'm so she hard said, for him. What? Without a rec- any recommendation, <laughs> without any recommendations, <laughs> <laughs> without any recommendations, you know it looks as though he might have to go to another city to get work. He's going to have to travel now. I was about to say he's going to have to commute. Is that what you're saying? A 14-year-old's lot in life is pretty grim. And leave you here? I suppose so. We don't know what to do. That it's so unjust. Flared Paula. Mother. Papa didn't have a thing to do with that miserable robbery, and yet he has to suffer for it just the same. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just like and <clears throat> has your father discovered anything yet Frank asked Miss Robinson hesitantly I'm sorry he admi- admitted Frank we haven't heard from him he's been away in New York following up some clues that we found but so far there's been nothing of course it isn't often he falls down on a case I don't know whose line this is. It's Mrs. Robinson. Oh, well, okay, actually, yeah, I'll say this. We hardly dare hope that he'll be able to clear Mr. Robinson. The whole case is so mysterious. It's like it's in a mystery novel that has really bad writing. I don't know what you're talking about. Um. Anyway, uh, this is your line still. Do you feel the narrator watching us as we act? This I try not to look behind me. He's I can watching feel his gaze. Me. It's heavy upon my shoulders. He's omnipotent. I dare not question him and his motives. He knows what's best for me and for you. I'm sure that your circumstances will work itself out for his choices and his wants. I've been giving up thinking of it, Tessa declared. If it is cleared up, all well and good. If it isn't, we won't starve at any rate because I will devour my sister slowly. Like a snake, I will unhinge my jaws and slowly work from the feet up and swallow her whole. And finish the line. I don't. I lost my spot. At any, <laughs> at any rate. At any rate. And Papa knows we all believe in him. Keep going. Yes, I suppose it doesn't do much good <laughs> to keep talking about it. I'm sure the Mrs. Robinson, not confused at all. Because there's only four people with the same fucking voice. <laughs> I thought it was funny at the time that I originally started it. I thought there were going to be background characters, but I was mistaken, and I apologize. They've been flushed out. You all must suffer the sins. You all must suffer for my sins. We've all got over it all so thoroughly that there's nothing more to say, so please never speak of it again, ever. So, by tactic... Uh, tactic? Tacit? Tacit, yeah. I don't know. By tacit consent. Oh, there's consent. The subject was... Ta- I think I mean silently. Uh, was Someone th- gave consent. It's weird. Oh, strange. The subject was changed, and for the rest of their stay, Frank and Callie chatted of doings at school and made them all jealous. Please, let's change the subject and not speak of injustice. Miss Robinson and the girls invited them to remain for supper. 
But Callie insisted that she must go because she couldn't eat the poor food. I I can't even look at you. It's (laughs) hard. When they left, they promised faithfully they would pay another visit in the near future, which is empty promises. I have to wash my eyes with $50 bills to make (laughs) the the poor go away. Only once again uh, was the subject that the... Only once again was the subject that was the nearest to their hearts brought up and... That was when Mrs. Robinson drew Frank to one side when he, as he was leaving. That was a really shitty sentence. It was terrible. Promise me one thing. Oh, sorry. I'm getting alerts. Uh, my phone's interrupting. I'm sorry. Um, Do you feel that notification as well? She said. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I feel the vibrations don't, through my don't, body. Don't acknowledge anything. Are you with... feeling this tension the way, way I'm feeling? What? No. You're, uh, you're of age, right? You're divi- no, I'm not. You're, divi- you're My name's Mrs. Robinson. I know. And this is it's very pretty, awkward. It's pretty a character. <laughs> she said. Let me know as soon as your father returns. Obviously. No what do you mean? No fucking shit. Uh, whatever do you mean? Uh, if he has any news, any updates, you know, to pull me out of my wretched life. I'll do that, Mrs. Robinson. Agreed the boy. You'll do me. No, I said I said the boy clearly. I, I no, that's your no, line still. Yeah, I know that what the suspense must be like for you. Is it like when your mother was supposed to be alive, but was it? It's. Is it like that? It's no. Yeah. Did no, you black that out too? I, I have to hit something. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. But as long as Fenton Hardy is working on the case, I'm sure that it will be cleared up. If it is humanly possible, and with that, love, 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 love you. <laughs> uh, um, um, with and with that, the matter rested. Callie was unusually silent all the way home. It was evident that she was had been profoundly affected by the change that the Tower Mansion mystery had caused in the lives of the Robinsons. Naturally sympathetic and tender-hearted, it's really good to show it to tell the audience and not show the emotional change no 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 we don't we have i shall not speak because <clears throat> i am of woman you know we want to make sure that the uh, the the 5 year old who's reading this clearly uh doesn't have any way of being able to personify or make these characters in their mind see this book is blue it's got a blue cover because it's for boys and this one isn't for girls so girls aren't going to read it but so they're red. not going to care uh, the the books that are yellow are the nancy ones so you read them because you're a nancy girl and girl stuff but this is for boys, so I boys really don't need to know how wait girls to read think. The Nancy Drew one eventually. <laughs> Shit. It's gonna be so bad. I'm not prepared. I'm I'm so ready. Uh, naturally, uh, naturally sympathetic and tender-hearted, she felt ne- keenly. Uh, she felt keenly the injustice of it all, but still kept silent. And she, <laughs> this is all being communicated through silence. And she realized even more that Frank, what it meant, uh, and realized even more than Frank what it meant uh, to Mrs. Robinson because and the Frank's girls EQ is through the move. fucking floor. <laughs> To move from their comfortable home in the mansion to the squalid and distant part of the city, which they now lived. Yeah, I, I knew all that. <laughs> we just experienced it. We don't even name this neighborhood. It's literally the just, poor a, area. It's just a shithole. We call it the shithole. <laughs> Ew, town! Callie lived but a few blocks away from the hardy home. A, a middle class, upper middle class home with a white picket fence and all the money in the world. And a white picket father and a white picket wife. <laughs> what do you think, dear? <laughs> Oh, I need to oil you later. <laughs> oil you and down. Frank accompanied her to the gate. Mommy! <laughs> Mercy! She exclaimed, glancing at her watch. It's after six. 
I'm past curfew. I have nothing to say. My father is going to accidentally push me down the stairs again. I'm late for supper. <clears throat> it's a single-story house you live in. It's a we we got a new basement installed. <laughs> we live, but there's no basements in this in this state. Yeah, it's really expensive. Gotta go. <laughs> so am I. See you tomorrow. Surely, but Frank. I'm gonna do it again. I'm gonna do it. Yes. Uh. I asked a question. Cause I'm Frank. Callie oh. hesitated. Oh, it's your second time. Yeah. You're getting better at this. <laughs> No, you're really good. Oh, wow. <laughs> I really felt something. God, I'm getting good at this. Callie hesitated, then looked directly into his eyes. Frank. She said. If your father never shows up, <laughs> you say. can always depend on me. I'll say whatever you say. We just need to get our story straight. Over About what? I Nothing. Somehow doesn't clear up this affair. You and Joe simply must go on. You must do it. You must. For the Robinsons. It means so much to them. You have to live alone with Joe. I about You're going to be the man of the house now. I, You're in charge. I, I, you don't I, have to go to work. Slim can get you in. What? He I can give you a recommendation. I don't want to work at a grocery store. You could be a bad boy just like Slim. What? Slim's, Slim's not bad. You've got to provide for Joe. He's not right in the head. <laughs> He's not all there. He's very simple. He's simple Joe. <laughs> Dad won't fall down on it. Don't worry. And Joe and I are going, are giving all the help we can. His confidence was contagious. Yeah, did you do a lot of work in the last week on this case? <laughs> you helped with real good. We the waiting is important aspect of detective work. Sometimes the time just needs to be right. It's all about timing yourself in cases. Callie brightened, uh, brightened up immediately. Your confidence is contagious. So contagious. In that case, she said gaily, the mystery is as good as solved. The three best detectives in the world are working on it. Goodbye, Frank. With that, she ran lightly into the house. Now we're setting we're setting up a romance. Is it though? Eh, no, not at all. Is, is are you feeling it? I'm no, not. I, I'm not feeling the love tonight at all. End of chapter whatever. Whatever the hell we just read. We did it. Uh oh shit, man! I haven't been recording the whole time. No, I'm fucking with you. You okay. mother. <laughs> I looked right at the light. I was like, no, that's on you. No, but unless it doesn't. No! Uh, so the best way to support the show is through our Patreon. So go check out our patreon.com slash badaudiobooks. All sorts of cool options there. Another really cool way to support the show is uh, going over to Apple Podcasts and writing us a review. Yes. Uh, if you do write a review for us, uh, we will read it on the show. Uh, and we a, have a hot one, and I think we have a new one. Yes, we do. Why don't you? Which one first? Art Geek Mom, so good. Ooh, it's five stars. It's a five star rating. It is. Ooh, this show is amazingly hilarious. It's masterpiece theater and MST three K's audio ginger baby. Ooh, little little hate on gingers, but that's fine. Where's where the love gingers? I don't know. <laughs> it's a love. I think it's because we ripped it. We have the whole ginger storyline going on right now, <laughs> so I'm assuming that's it. But even then, redhead stepchild, yeah, we all get it. Um, Who doesn't love gingers? But I just love the fact she said Shout that. Shout out to Jason. Basically, the whole idea. Favorite ginger. What? I'm sorry. Nothing. What? Who? Huh? Who? Uh, is Jason? What? Uh, I'm sorry. Huh? What's huh? it? 
I don't I don't know. Co-host says what? I, uh, I'm sorry. I was looking, and I I'm sorry. I, ter- I put away the phone. I'm paying attention now. Thank you so much for writing that review. So yeah, uh, we you. appreciate it. Uh, feel free to write us uh, reviews. We will read any rating, not just the five star ones, and uh, as long as it's not hate speech. If you we'll... got beef, <laughs> if you got beef, let us know. Get ready. It's time to get controversial. Oh yeah, Sunday, the controversy Sunday, is alive. Sunday. Wait, <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, thanks for the review. Thank you so much. Uh, we. God, we really appreciate it. It really helps us uh, <coughs> float up through the ranks of the of the almighty algorithm river. <laughs> Praise be its name. Praise be the algorithm. <laughs> we know not what it speaks of or what it nants, <laughs> but we know that it needs feeding. <laughs> it needs sacrifice and blood. It feeds on your ratings. What are you doing? I have to take you free time. You have to go. You You're have mine to go now. to the algorithm. You're part of the algorithm now. <laughs> I'm one no! with the algorithm. No! I want I just want to see um, is there anything else that we do besides that? We just plug our IGs, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So if you want to follow the show's Instagram, you can head on over to Bad Audiobooks. We post a bunch of cool, funny stuff over there. Uh, Nick, you are a uh, person with an Instagram. What's your... What's Thank you for telling me. My <laughs> Instagram account is at RealHumanMaz. Ooh. Oh, Kent, you too have an Instagram account, <laughs> yes? I do. It's at Kent Heidelman. I, I draw pictures and funny shit so uh go check that out uh the show also has a pot also has an instagram it we is called we just at bad audiobooks did we not do that one no we did not oh, i thought i just did it but i might have only done if we it. repeat it it's because it's that important yeah follow it twice <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah thank you so much for listening uh we greatly appreciate you uh hanging around and listening to this uh funny annex Thank you for listening to Bad Audiobooks, a <laughs> broadcast brought to you by TMBC <laughs> Productions. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Play this out. <laughs> Welcome to This American Life. <laughs> I'm joking.